Welcome to the Technically Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Sachin, along with my co-host, Shafali. And we're going to talk about a few different things today. First of all, we're going to talk about Mobile World Congress, even though it's like a month, no, not really a month past, a couple weeks past, right? A couple weeks. It's okay. It's still relevant. <laughs> yeah, because it's still about tech, right? Yeah. And we'll talk about all kinds of other stuff. So, let's get started. So, is there anything that you, like, you saw that was really interesting in Mobile Congress? Um, not particularly. I just get really excited about the fact that we're talking about mobile devices um, as opposed to just kind of CES where there's a lot of things, a lot of different categories. Yeah. Um, I like that they have a specific one just narrowed down for this. Yeah, in Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, some of the highlights they are like Galaxy S9 was announced and whatnot it's like samsung flagship we'll talk about that a bit later uh, one thing i did find interesting was one of sony's thing that they um announced was called the xperia duo mm-hmm. they're open ear um like uh what's it called earbuds you know like braggy dash and airpods and whatnot yeah but um They can, I don't know. They just seem they have like have like little voice assistant in it and whatnot. That's good. That can actually like recognize the time, locations, activities that may be relevant to you during mm. the day. So basically, like smart assistant in your ear. And what kind of like um, OS is the uh, operating? I don't know. They haven't really said, but like, um. They look kind of like, you know, the old type of Bluetooth ear, ear mm-hmm. headsets. They're like like two of those type of things. Oh, I see. Yeah, it has a little part sticking out out of it, just like how you'd see people in the early 2000s. But like, oh, I'm on an important business call. Yeah, but they're not sticking out that much. Yeah, but it reminds me of that. Yeah. Because they got to pack so much into it. Yeah, so they haven't really said proper release date. I think they might have said spring or May or something. Mm-hmm. We're not entirely sure if they're coming to Canada. Yeah. But you never know. You can get like four hours of the charge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. What's your opinion on Sony fo- like cell phones overall though? Um, well, I haven't really used one. Yeah. But like they have their own skin on top, mm-hmm. which I'm not really a fan of. Mm-hmm. Like the only kind of skin I really like is one that HTC has, which is called HTC Sense. Mm-hmm. But I like pure Android. Or like kind of like close to stock which is why i like the nexus phones and now the pixel phones yeah like if i actually think about it i don't really know anyone who owns a sony phone um it's just something that like people don't really use on a regular basis or maybe i haven't come across it Mm. i find that if you have an an android phone majority of people either have a a google phone or a samsung device no, more, more in North America, mostly it's iPhone and Samsung Galaxy. Oh, no, what I was talking about is if you're just talking about Android only. Right. Um, then I only see whether it be the Google Pixel or the, or a Samsung phone. Yeah, but out in the wild, all I see is iPhone and Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the broader spectrum, for sure. Yeah, because like, iPhone's most popular in North America, but not around the world. Yeah. Yeah. But Sony also announced the Xperia XZ2, mm-hmm. which is the latest flagship. Like, it's water-resistant one not has the latest Snapdragon 845 processor. It can actually record uh, 4K HDR video, 
which the Galaxy S9 can't. The Galaxy S9 can only record in just 4K. So high, like HDR means like high dynamic range. Mm-hmm. So you get like deeper blacks and more like kind of true to life. Oh, yeah. I love it when it, like, films that way. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. So, you're getting 4K plus HDR. Galaxy Mm -hmm. S9, you're just getting 4K, and that's about it. Nice. So, yeah. And then LG, um, they actually delayed um, their, like, G7 or whatever, their flagship smartphone. Mm -hmm. So, instead, at Mobile World Congress, they announced the... LG V30S Think, that's T-H-I-N-Q, which is, like, their new, like, AI platform. That's, first of all, that sounds like a mouthful. It is a mouthful. They should have the LG V30S, but I think in some areas of the world, they announced there was an LG V30 Plus or S elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the stuff on this LG V30, or the phone is mostly software stuff because it's mostly artificial intelligence stuff so i'm like what was the point of doing that when you could just update the regular v30 oh yeah there's nothing like really like hardware based that's like a huge upgrade or significant it's the same same processor you might get uh, there's option for more ram but that's about it same Mm -hmm. processor you're not even getting the latest uh snapdragon processor you're getting the 835 which is last year's model oh well, so like, well, that's not exciting. Yeah, so they they shouldn't they couldn't didn't really have to like announce anything at Mobile <laughs> They just wanted to be included. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it looks nice. The blue, the blue color, the Moroccan blue color of it. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. So I know you're a Fitbit user. You use Fitbit Ultra. What do you think of? Fitbit's new first uh, smartwatch. So, um, initially I had watched um, some videos, just kind of the announcement stuff. And it at first glance, it does look good. Um, definitely a better look than the... Uh, Ionic. Ionic. That was ugly. I'm, I'm sorry, that thing is so ugly. Like, I it's just, as ugly as the Blaze. Like, I'm I like, can't. And they said for the Ionic that they used designers in-house. I'm like, but like... And then for Blaze, it was, like, external. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, one of the two. The thing is, so, like, for me, I have an iPhone, and I was thinking about getting a smartwatch, but I absolutely hate the look of a of the iPhone watch. Apple watch. The Apple watch, yeah. yeah. I just do not like it. I'm not a fan of square watches in general. Um, specifically, that one I just do not like. It, mm. I just can't gel with it. So, I've always been a fan of more fossil watches, because they're round, or the Samsung Gear watches. Mm. Like, everything's round i'm quite a fan of that's more like a traditional watch. yeah but i will say that this fitbit watch or smartwatch um appeals to me like i'm very intrigued like i would i would actually really like to try it especially for 250 canadian yeah that's like compared to the ionic which retails for 400 yeah that, that it's a bit much for a smartwatch but yeah. 250 is still good that's like close to um what Pebble was around when they had like watches. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were around two to three hundred. Yeah, it's a decent like it's good for a smartwatch that can get like four days of battery life plus twenty four seven heart rate tracking. Plus, you also have a soft spot for Pebble. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, uh, for those who don't know, Pebble was a Canadian company. No, they weren't. 
They weren't? No. Oh, didn't the, they? Just, the, the founder was Canadian. Canadian. Oh, Mc, I, thought they, I thought they started in Waterloo. No. Oh, okay. The founder did. Okay, fine. But yeah, but they were based in Palo Alto and whatnot. But then they in December 2016, they were acquired by uh, Fitbit. So, mm-hmm. But you can see kind of a lot of Pebble influences in the new first set. Yeah. In that watch, you can definitely see. Like, for example, Sejin wears a Pebble watch still to this day. Yeah. Which is sadly on its way out. Yeah. Tear. Um, <laughs> but it does look a lot like it. You can definitely tell the inspiration from it. Yeah. So I think maybe um, Pebble did have a plan for a touchscreen watch, and this could have been it. Mm. And then Pebble's like, oh, we'll just put it out as a like, tweak it and make it into a Fitbit. Yeah. By adding their giant logo. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's supposed to come out. The verse is supposed to come out in mid-April. Nice. So there's gonna be two versions: regular version, which is two fifty Canadian. Then there's a special edition, which is three hundred. And the only really difference between the regular and the special, the special has like special bands, but also has NFC for Fitbit Pay, which. <gasps> Oh, I didn't know they were going to do two versions. Yeah. I thought that was already included in the version. The yeah, I don't know why they didn't just like stick with one. It's kind of weird that it's only a $50 difference, though, Yeah. for an NFC chip. Yeah. Like, you really should just add another feature and then, like, make it maybe, like, a $100 difference or something. Or why not just make, like, all of them 250 and have all of them have NFC and whatnot? Ideally, that would be the best situation. But, like, I will say, if you look at, actually, their website, you can see that they have a good variety of colors. Just for the watch itself. Yeah, and the bands are swappable. Yeah, which are nice. So... I hate the plastic stuff. So, if you want, the, like, the woven one, which is, comes with the special edition... Yeah. You might be able to buy that later on and put it on your regular one. Exactly. But, like, the uh, bands are quite expensive. They can be, like, um, as much as 100 bucks. But that's for a stainless steel one. I guess. Yeah, but Fitbit is slightly overpriced on some other stuff. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But I still like my Fitbit. I continue to wear it. It helps me with my steps. So who knows? Even though a year later after you bought it, they announced the Ulta HR. I know, I'm so irritated. Yeah, but you still got your regular Ulta for a good price. Yeah, I mean... Except for the band doesn't work as well. Yeah, it's really not that great. I've gone through like three different bands. Yeah. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I might just step it up and go to a smartwatch next. Yeah, either Fossil or who knows? What if you really like the Fitbit Versa? I would just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what else? Mm, we should move on to kind of like pop culture. What's going on in the world? Entertainment more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... So what have you heard recently? Uh, recently, Apple has announced... Um, they're creating a new animated show called Central Park. Okay. With Bob's Burgers creator Lauren Lauren Bouchard or whatever. Nice. So it's gonna. I think it's gonna be on Apple Music, just like how Carpool Karaoke is. And like an exclusive, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's an Apple exclusive. So they've given a two season order, thirteen episodes each. Nice. Uh, the, it's a musical comedy, just like how Bob's Burgers is. Fascinating. And it's going to be how a family of caretakers who live and work in Central Park end up saving the park and basically the world. Mm, casual. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be it's, yeah written, created by Lauren Bouchard. And then Josh Gad and Nora Smith. Josh Gad, you know, he's done like Broadway and he's also the voice of 
Olaf and Frozen and whatnot. Yes. He's going to be voicing a character. Um, Nora Smith, she's a writer on Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be writing and producing. Um, some of the other stars in the show, include like besides Gad, will be Leslie Odom Jr., Titus Bugress, who's Titus in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Bell, Stanley Tucci, uh, David Diggs, and Catherine Hahn. Nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. As produced by 20th Century Fox, which is, like, because Lauren Bouchard, he has a deal with them. Yeah, same production. Yeah. I guess. But who knows what the style is going to be. I wonder if it's going to be a similar style to Ball's Burgers or maybe not. I think it's definitely going to have the same type of humor for Mob Burgers because I I personally, I love that show. Yeah. You actually turned me on to it. Yeah. Um, If anyone's wondering, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix Canada. Definitely go check it out. It's a 20-minute, is it considered a sitcom or... Animated comedy series. Animated comedy series. It's really good. And it's honestly so funny. I mean, it gets better with, like, first season is, like, it's okay. Like, it's still funny, but, like, it's not as great as, like, later seasons. Yes. It gets better past season, like, season two and beyond. Oh, yeah. If you wanted to skip the first season, you totally could. Watch the first episode, very first episode to get an idea. To get the characters and whatnot, And then yeah. you can skip to season two and whatnot. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. But Apple hasn't said one Central Park is coming. But mm. it's animation, so it takes it takes a while. Yeah, it's even with the it takes different. at least. Well, they already gave like orders to look. I would say maybe twenty twenty at the earliest. Yeah, it's like minimum a year for like, for like at least the first season. Mm. And who knows how they're gonna are they gonna do like a um, all episodes at once type of thing like Netflix has done in the past, or like a weekly thing, right? We'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. Also, in the news, Black Panther has hit a billion dollars. Woo! Global box. It's probably more than that now. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Um, I'm so glad I was able to contribute to that. Mm. <laughs> I love that movie. It was I know, so right? good. Who knows? We might be seeing an uh, announcement for Black Panther 2 coming, right? I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's very high chances it will happen. Yeah. Um, it did so well at the box office. It did so well overall. It connected with so many people. The way the story was told was good. The CGI graphics were good. Hmm. Um, Storyline, everything. Yeah. I was just a big, huge fan of it. Yeah. And they hit a billion in just 26 days. That's, wow, that's got to be some kind of record. Yeah. That's like it's, bu- uh, it's broken a bunch of records. It's the 30, 33rd film to hit a billion and the 16th Disney film to hit, to hit the billion mark. Nice. That includes, like... Uh, Disney, Disney Animation, Marvel, Pixar, uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah, for anyone who didn't know, Marvel, the Marvel franchise is owned by Disney. Yeah. So it's all under that umbrella. Yeah, Disney's going to be huge, especially after the 21st Century Fox deal. Is it going to go through? It might, but like it's supposed to be finalized in 2019. All right, we'll see. And that... Uh, that deal is worth like over sixty billion. Oh my god! Just thinking about that kind of amount of money. Yeah. Oh, didn't they? They recently debuted in China, right? Well, last was well, last week. That's what put them over the edge to hit a billion. Oh, so the China. Okay, so the box that's included in the one billion. Yeah. Nice. And then the ninth highest grossing film in North America of all time, and it's the highest grossing film made by an African American. Yes. Which is Ryan Coogler. 
Representation matters. Yeah. This literally just proves that exact point. Representation matters so much in all industries, not yeah. only just Hollywood, yeah. not beauty industry only, like anything beyond that. Mm. It's so important. Yeah. So now, should we go back to Samsung, talk about the Galaxy S9? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I saw you um, when you unboxed it. I remember seeing when you had gone to the announcement at the Samsung store. Yeah, the when you was briefing, yeah. Yeah, and I saw so many videos about it. I'm just so excited to kind of like take a look at it mm-hmm. because I'm usually not a huge Samsung fan, mm. but this one, I don't know what it is. I'm just really excited about it, especially I think mainly because of the camera. Yeah. So it's the high the camera on it is the highest rated smartphone camera. It it's even beating out the. Pixel 2 XL. Yeah. Nice. So right. I think Pixel 2 XL had a um, 98 on Mark. Now, can you go back on what Mark is? For some- so Mark is a farm that kind of tests cameras. And is it specifically, like, Smart- any kind of camera? Or, um, or like, a smartphone camera specifically? They mostly do smartphone cameras. Okay. So Galaxy, Galaxy S9... Got a 99 out of 100 by them. Mm-hmm. Um, Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL got a 98. Mm-hmm. So. That's pretty, in- pretty yeah. incredible. Uh, so anyone who's out there looking for a new phone, and let's say if your priority is a camera within the phone, uh, Mark is a good place to check it out. Um, that is spelled D-X-O-M-A-R-K. Mark. I mean, it's a good way to like kind of see how it looks. Oh, what's the photos going to look like? But also look at, you should look at, be looking at uh, camera samples from like reviews. Because that will yeah. give you um, a good indication of ha- like how well the camera is. Yeah. But also something to note, I have had a lot of people talk to me. They say, oh, I want to get a new phone. I want something with a good camera. Right. That's all well and good. It's honestly, it's kind of one of one of the more important things in a phone yeah. other than capability, hardware, and that type of stuff. But something to also remember is when you're taking that photo and if you decide to, um, let's say, post on Instagram or post on Snapchat, most of the time you're taking it with that app, hmm. yet it will put a little bit of limitation on that. So just keep that in mind if you're, say, Insta-storying or Snapchatting the photos. Yeah, it will compress it a bit. Yeah, it does. So keep that in mind. If that's what your number one priority is when getting a new phone. Instagram, not so much as Snapchat. I have actually had the other way experience. I find that... Well, if you you post a lot to Instagram stories, right? I do, But if yeah. you do regular Instagram, like to your profile... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as compressed. Mm-hmm. But if you do Snapchat stuff, whether it be taking it and sending it to a f- friend or posting it to your My Story on Snapchat, it will be compressed a lot. Yes, that's so it can like send easier. Specifically, I've noticed the most frustrating one I've experienced is Insta Story taking a photo with the Insta Story lens, mm. and it always comes up blurry. Nothing is crisp enough, mm. so I always stay away from it. I kind of just always take a picture with my actual phone, then just upload it yeah. on Insta Stories. Yeah, so I I have my Galaxy S9 Plus review in it here mm. in the titanium gray model. It also comes in lilac purple. Lilac purple, or like purple being this year's, um, what's called Pantone, Pantone color. color of the year, yeah. yeah. So they wanted to go along with that. And it just, fe- the Galaxy S9 Plus feels a lot like previous Samsung phones. Yeah. 
Like it feels a lot like the S8 and SA Plus. Are you saying it's like too similar to those ones, or you're saying yeah, oh it, it like falls not, in line with them? Yeah, it falls in line. Like still metal and glass body. There's nothing really like too exciting. Okay, that's fair. But like the S9 Plus does have dual dual lenses, just like the Galaxy Note 8. Mm-hmm. So one wide angle and one telephoto lens. The fingerprint sensor has been moved more to the center and center instead of the like uh, like way over in the corner. I like that. It's a little more ergonomic. Yeah. Especially for someone who's got smaller fingers or yeah. small hands like me. Yeah. It's kind of hard to actually reach up there. Yeah. And then you still have your Bixby button and whatnot. And then running Android 8.0 Oreo. With how Samsung's is, um, OS on it. How is Bixby, though? I've always been a bit hesitant about it. It's not that great. Oh, um, right. At least right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it will get better eventually. But it's still not up there with um, Google and, like, Alexa and whatnot. Yeah. Like, I think... It's a little bit younger, too, isn't it? Or no? Yeah, it's only, like, a year old. Because oh. it debuted with the S8. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully they'll make some improvements on it, and then it can be, like, a real contender yeah. against the other ones. Because I really like the phone, and I'm, like, a hardcore iPhone person. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'd seriously consider it. But or like, a Pixel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Do some more research. Huh, yeah. See what fits my lifestyle better. True. <laughs> So all the other stuff that Samsung has announced in like past month or so, they announced their new 2018 TV lineup. Like Sam- their QLEDs, 4K TVs and whatnot. Samsung TVs are so good. Yeah. I love their TVs. Mm. My number one. Mm. So some of the new TVs coming this year, um, there's something called Direct Full Array Contrast Technology, which helps deliver like the... Like best picture possible. Um, there'll also be like an ambient mode, which it basically can show you all different kinds of information without like like the TV like fully on, or like it just has like a background on, and then it'll show you time, weather, and whatnot. Um, and you'll be able to like set your own wallpaper and whatnot, so that it kind of blends in with your wall because if it's wall if wall oriented. So the only thing that bothers me about that, that means the TV is on, and therefore kind of just sucking more energy out. If you think about it, compared to TVs like 15 years ago, TVs now are like super energy efficient. They don't, they're not like energy hogs as like previous years. I guess. So yeah. Like Samsung also introduced like their new new version of their One Connect box. Which is their, uh, basically, uh, you only have one cable going from the back of the TV to, like, a box. The box is where you have, like, the HDMI, USB, Ethernet, and whatnot. So now they've made it so their um, cable that connects from the box to the back of the TV, it can actually deliver power. So you don't need a, you won't need a separate power, um connected to the tv you can just have everything go to the box and then power going to that box it really creates like a cleaner line when yeah. you look at it which i've seen it and it looks really nice yeah and especially um 
it's easier so when you're like mounting it TV and then you can have the box you won't have to worry about like oh trying to plug stuff in the back of TV you just have a um, wire going from the like one thin wire going from the back of the TV to the box and whatnot. So yes, those TVs will be coming in April. Oh, they'll also come with Bixby, obviously. Oh my gosh. Bixby, yeah. like, I really, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I hope that you can, like, really improve. Yeah, especially that Samsung bought um, something called Viv, Viv Labs, which is by people, the guys who made Siri. Oh, okay. But they still haven't, like, used the, like, debuted the Viv technology in Bixby, which everyone thought they would. Hmm. Yeah, so they haven't done that yet. I think they said they're going to. Oh, yeah. So the TVs will come in, like, as small as, like, 49 inches, all the way up to 82 or... Yeah, 88 inches in size. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Last thing I want to talk about was Ecobee's Switch Plus. All right. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Ecobee is a Canadian company that started in Toronto. Mm. They're Um, still in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Representing six. Mm. (laughs) Um, And so, what what do they consider themselves? Like, are they fully, like, a technology company, or... Yeah, they're, like, geared towards, like, smart home. Okay, yeah. That's their main product that they sell. Yeah. They have a, like, smart thermostat called Ecobee, or whatever. Eco- they're on Ecobee 4 now, which has Alexa built in. And it also comes with, like, room sensors, which you can put in, and then it can um, detect temperature in your room, and also adjust, and also detect if no one's in there. Yeah, it has motion detection in it, I believe. Yeah. It, like and um, occupancy <coughs> detection and whatnot. So this new device that they announced, they did announce last year, but they said like, oh, early twenty eighteen uh, release date. Thing called the Switch Plus. It's a light switch that has Alexa built in. Okay. So basically, you can use it to like ask Alexa stuff, like weather info and whatnot, and then you can also use it to control your Ecobee and all their smart home devices and then also later on in software update you'll be able to use that as a sensor to connect to your Ecobee thermostat okay so this is like an additional piece to like already having an Ecobee it's not like a new Ecobee you don't device. really need to ha- it is an Ecobee device you don't need to have a thermostat to use it oh okay yeah see that's the difference yeah but it's a ther- it's a Light switch with Alexa built in. Like it has a speaker and whatnot, has the blue Alexa light and whatnot. I wonder how good that speaker is though. It's not like amazing, Mm. but like it's an interesting thing to put Alexa in. It's an interesting concept. I mean, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Because it it also detects like motion and whatnot. So if you you come into the room, your lights will turn on. Mm. Or. You can set it so, oh, lights will come on at when it's sunset and whatnot and that kind of stuff. So does that mean that you would actually have more than one device in your house? What do you mean? 
like more than one of these devices in your house. Because like with a regular Ecobee, you actually only put one yeah. in your house because it technically is a smart thermostat. Yeah. Then you put sensors around your house. Yeah. But this one, because the light switch, and obviously your house has many light switches. Yeah. So that means, I like, you'd probably start with one, but would it mean that you could have more than one? Yeah. And then would they also connect? Yeah. Okay. Because then like, later on they'll be able to use be used as room sensors and whatnot. The only thing is you can only use the Switch Plus in rooms that have just a single wall switch. You can't put it in rooms that have the dual. Oh, yeah, we're kind of messing so, around with So that'll, that'll limit you a bit. Mm. But otherwise, it should be compatible. You turn off the power and then you hook it up and that's it. Connect to Wi-Fi and then you're good to go. That is a pretty cool concept. Yeah. How much is it retail for? Uh, 100 bucks Canadian. All right. No, yeah, 100, 119. 119, okay. 100 bucks US. Yeah. So it's coming March 26th. Cool. You can pre-order that now. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it for me. Yeah. You? Yeah? No, I think that's it. Thank you, everyone, or to our listeners who are listening <laughs> to episode two. We've been trying to get a hang of this, so let us know if there's anything that you'd like to hear about, uh, any kind of feedback. Everything is appreciated. We'd love to, even if you just want to say hello, send us like a tweet. Um, our Instagram handles are at Shafali Bahali with two eyes, and your Instagram handle or uh, Twitter su- handle. Uh, Sachin Bahal, S A C H I N B A H A L. They'll be in the description, so. Yeah. And if you would like, we do also have our website, thecanadiantechie.com, where Sachin writes about tech. Yeah. And it's kind of, it fits with what we're doing here today. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to learn a little bit more about what we talked about, all of those articles are separate articles on Sachin's blog. Yeah. Okay, and all that will be in the description. Yes, it will be. Okay, so thanks for listening to the Technically Speaking podcast. All right. See you next time.